underneath all the conditioning from the world, from my upbringing, I always thought I have to be a certain way to be more loved or accepted. That's actually not who I truly was back then. So it explains your unique energy blueprint, how you make decisions, how you respond to the world, how you can live with less resistance and more ease as your most authentic self. And yeah, it really provides, like I see it as a, a map of your unique genetic code and it's like a treasure map. So a lot of things that we think are super random about us are actually our gifts and talents. Welcome to Weighing In on Happy, the only podcast that dives deep into discussions around weight, eating disorders, mental health, body image, intuitive eating, wellness, confidence, and so much more. Each week, you'll be coached through different stories and strategies on how to start living your best life today. So if you're ready, here's your host, Victoria Evans. This episode of Wangin' on Happy has been brought to you by my Craving Food Freedom online six-week course. What if there is a way to have no more food drama, food guilt, food rules, food shame, food fear, or food sabotage? To finally be free to eat intuitively, to work with your body, not against it, and feel fucking fantastic. And what if you could learn step-by-step exactly how to do it all in just six weeks in a self-paced course, all from the comfort of your own home? Well, that is exactly what the Craving Food Freedom course is here to do. Sarah said, prior to this program, I was constantly in a state of emotional eating, overeating, and not listening to my body. I didn't know how to trust or listen to what my body was trying to tell me. Since this program, I have learned why my body continues to act in such a chaotic manner. I learned why scientifically I emotionally eat and overeat and how my brain actually works in terms of survival. I learned tools, tips, tricks, techniques, and real world practices that I can incorporate on a daily basis so I do not have to overeat, binge eat, or emotionally eat anymore. This program truly saved my life and provided me with so much confidence, knowledge, and strength that I didn't even know I had. I truly cannot tell you the amount of knowledge that Victoria brings in this program and how powerful it is. I simply do not have the words to describe it. I could not refer this program enough. So thank you so much, Sarah. To sign up for the Craving Food Freedom online course, you can go ahead and check out my website at www.victoriaevansofficial.com forward slash programs, and it'll also be there for you below in the show notes. Hey everyone, and welcome back to Winging on Happy. I'm Victoria Evans, a science-based intuitive eating coach, and I'm joined today by Yana Herberg, who is a certified breathwork guide and human design teacher. She has a background in the corporate world and in the past has overcome mental and physical conditions like cancer and depression. After recovery, Yana started diving deeper into alternative healing arts and found her purpose in helping others who go through similar experiences. So welcome to the podcast, Yana. I am so incredibly excited to have you here. Thank you so much, Dave, because we're going to talk about my very favorite topic. (laughs) Yes, I cannot wait to dig into things. So before we get too much into human design, can you tell me a little bit more about yourself and how you ended up becoming, you know, an empowerment mentor, breathwork, facilitator, human design teacher, like how did all that come to be? Yeah, well, that was a very intense year, four four years ago, exactly, actually. And uh, as it often happens, usually we go through this kind of really drastic transformations when something really intense happens. So for me, it was like the cancer diagnosis and then 
I was super depressed, wanted to go abroad for taking a longer vacation. And that was the very first time in my whole life I ever started asking myself, what is it that I truly desire? What do I think is fun? What excites me? And then I realized I actually was pretending like I was happy because back in the days when I had my corporate job, I seemingly had everything everyone was telling me you have to have, like a nice apartment, friends, money. I was super fit and I was actually not happy, but I felt guilty to even like confessing this, you know? So when I actually had the possibility, the universe sent me all those things. For the first time I started reflecting and I noticed, wow, my body was trying to tell me, hey, something is wrong, but I was mentally forcing myself to stay with the life I've been in before. And it was not making me happy at all. So super grateful for everything that happened. And that was the beginning. And then I started diving into different things in Bali, where we met. <laughs> yeah, in Bali, I mean, oh, Bali. Such a magical, wild place for, I feel like a lot of healing happens there. And so I know myself, like I went there and really healed, but I'm super excited because we're going to be talking about human design today, which I think is this really interesting topic that I think is getting really popular now. Like, I feel like I see it and hear about it everywhere. And I honestly don't know that much about it. But I know that you were talking about it, you were teaching about it. And so I wanted to bring you on the podcast to talk about it. Um, so could you tell us, you know, what is human design and how can it really help us in our life? Yes, absolutely. So I work with two modalities. One is breath work, totally different. And one is human design. And I noticed it's a really nice introduction to like self-empowerment and self-development. And human design them based on your birthday, time and location. And it's a mix of astrology, I Ching, Kabbalah, the chakra system, but you don't need to have need to be an expert in all those topics to read your chart. But ultimately, I fell in love with it because it really showed me who the heck I truly am underneath all those layers, underneath all the conditioning from the world, from my upbringing. I always thought I have to be a certain way to be more loved or accepted. And that's actually not who I truly was back then. So it explains your unique energy blueprint, how you make decisions, how you respond to the world, how you can live with less resistance and more ease as your most authentic self. And yeah, it really provides, like I see it as a, a map of your unique genetic code and it's like a treasure map. So a lot of things that we think are super random about us are actually our gifts and talents. And it sounds like a little bit strange sometimes, but I just, to give you an example, I have a lot of different interests. I'm multi-talented, multi-passionate. I like to go fast when something excites me. I often like to change directions. And I always thought like, this is bad. I have to stick to one thing society tells us. You gotta initiate and do it. And it's actually, totally not my design to initiate and do it based on human design and all those quirky habits that I just described before are super typical for my energy type so when I heard this I felt so relieved it was like wow I feel like I can 
be free and be myself and it's okay this is what how it can help us just to give you a little example and that was the beginning of my super big love affair with human design and I wanted to learn everything about it after I had my first reading and yeah that's roughly like three years ago and I feel like right now it's a little bit like this meme you know the meme so hot right now <laughs> there's like so before we're like what the heck is this are like coming and reaching out and are like can you do reading for me I heard about it it's so interesting please 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 so I'm super excited because it's a really beautiful tool it really helps with self-love as well so that's why it's probably something like for your listeners or for people you work with I thought it's interesting to mention in your podcast today yeah yeah that's so cool and like I love how you mentioned about just finding like deeper levels of acceptance and understanding of yourself, because I think we're all just trying to discover who we are. And so many of us fall into traps of getting the, like you're mentioning, like trying to get the perfect career or the perfect house or the, like the job or whatever. And I know for myself, like I added up, I had like the job, the career, the body, the everything. And I was like, I'm still absolutely miserable. And so when we can peel back a lot of those layers and labels that we place on ourselves about like, who am I to, like to everyone else? And I think the cool thing about human design, like you're mentioning is you can understand yourself on a deeper level without necessarily applying label like what your career is or you know what you know sports you do or your hobbies it's just like you as a personality as an individual like who are you and I think like you're saying just this level of like self-acceptance and understanding and self-love that can come of it it's so interesting which is why I wanted to bring you on because I think it's such a beautiful space to explore so yeah could you tell us a little bit about the types of yeah of energy I guess energy types am I saying that right I'm not even sure <laughs> and there's like three things you should look into first of all your type there are five different energy types on the planet then your strategy and strategy this means it's something you can follow to live with more ease and less resistance but ultimately you have free will you can always decide to not do it and your life will be fine but maybe a little bit more challenging you know a little bit like walking through like slick sand so ultimately it's something that is here to serve and help and empower you so i always encourage all my clients to use the information that i share with them very playful like, because I'm not God either, just because I can read the chart and I have a lot of experience doesn't mean that, like, I ca cannot tell, like, I can, I'm not in your skin. So, um, but like the, the energy type, the strategy, and my very favorite topic is the inner authority. I hope we have time to talk about this later, but the inner authority describes how you're meant to make soul aligned decisions because so often we are used to use our mind our logical brain in order to make decisions but actually no decision making process in human design is ever made in the head it's always in the body because the body is where our intuition is seated our instincts and the body's always communicating with us we are just not so great at listening or some of us like I wasn't when I was like working in corporate and I was actually super unhappy and totally not my true self my body was the first thing that tried to communicate with me by 
all my conditions and if we are not living our true self obviously that puts a lot of like negative like pressure and negative energy on us so to just start with the energy types i will try to be quick because i often get super excited and then i talked for too long so in an ultimate utopian society we would probably have someone like steve jobs you know the one who founded apple go out and just do it having this like divine download of knowledge and idea and just go out and initiate it and his initiation like apple for example would be his gift to the world so just to compare like and i want to say at this point every energy type can be anything but this is just an example so steve jobs in that case the initiator this innovator would be a manifester and i'm starting with the manifester today and not with the other types but i feel like in our utopian society this is a good start for an explanation and there's a proper that's like around nine percent of the population are manifestors and they are here to initiate new innovative things being disruptive they are the pure doers of the types and they hate being controlled and told what to do and they have a strong desire to be free and do things their way and something that's a signature for a manifester who lives in alignment with themselves is that they're feeling super empowered and peaceful and like they can just be themselves and do whatever they feel like doing without being interrupted and something that comes up when they feel when they're trying to live against their nature their design their true self is anger so i will work a little bit with signature frequency and not self theme today because those are a little bit like the green light and red light to every type you know when you live in alignment with your type there's a specific energy that comes up for the manifestor it's peace and then the red light light comes up that's the not self theme for a manifestor's anger so for a manifestor anger is uh, the language that their body uses that they are not working in integrity so back to our example our utopian world of course the manifestor doesn't have to be Steve Jobs because sometimes when I give this example my clients are like oh my god I feel so pressured to become the next big like innovator but this is just an example every manifester will have this in common that they have a really strong desire to be free that they feel angry when someone tries to control them and that, that they have like really beautiful like downloads like out of nowhere you have like a special idea or intuitive feeling like I want to do this now and then they're designed to actually follow that urge follow their urges and go out and do it but often when the mind comes in yeah the mind's trying to rip our ideas apart so they're really here to follow their urges and be free doing so and often when they just go out and do it people are a little bit confused energy type maybe accept the manifesting generator but i'm getting to this in a moment and moving faster than the rest it's really nice for the manifester when they start informing their environment what they're up to and often a manifest has resistance to experiences that they informed and someone was trying to manipulate them, keep them from doing it, was doubting their ability to actually bring this to, into form. Tell your people, hey, 
this is what I'm going to do. And I'm out. Just wanted to inform you. Bye. Instead of, oh, is it okay? You know, sometimes like it, it's really all about how you communicate this. It's just information. It's not asking for permission or advice. You can still do it. But because the manifesto moves so fast, sometimes the environment feels a little bit like, oh, where did, for example, if you would be a manifesto Victoria go? What's happening? Where is she? So you get all those like messages, calls, questions that you so much hate as manifesto because you don't like to be interrupted. So better smoothen the like frequency, the energy around you by just giving a short information idea behind that strategy. And when you're a manifesting generator, that's the next type I'm diving into. You should keep in mind the informing aspect, but there will be another strategy on top of that that's more important. And the manifesting generator, for example, is the only energy type that's kind of a hybrid. So every other type is like, when it's a generator, it's a generator. When it's a manifesto, it's a manifesto. When it's a projector, it's, pro it's a projector. But the manifesting generator, as the word says, is a combination of two energy types. And apart from all the things that I told about the manifesto, only the informing part and being so fast in like doing things is applying to the manifesting generator. Apart from that, there's a lot of other things that coming like on top of that. So usually manifesting generators around 33% of the population are multi-passionate, multitasking. I'm a manifesting generator. I'm doing human design readings. I'm a breathwork facilitator. I'm doing retreats. I'm doing workshops. I'm doing online courses. I have, I, I love CrossFit. I have a lot of different things, like just to give myself as an example. It's very typical for a manifesting generator. It's very typical that when we had enough from a task, we learned enough, we feel bored. So actually signs of boredoms are not too bad for us because it's a sign we are about to pivot and maybe engage with another task that really excites us. And this sounds a little bit like a fairy tale, but we are really here to engage with things that light us up. So we are really fast workforce when we are super lit up by what we do. And ultimately, that's also our destiny because we are here to respond to things that excite us and then go out and engage with them. And when we do so, something called sacral energy, that's a very powerful life force energy that's in our gut is amplified. So we do the things we love, the life force energy is amplified, we lift the whole energy in the room when we do this. So we are serving others as well when we engage with things that excite us. We totally lose track of time often when we are super in a creative process or we do something that we love. And if we don't do this, then we often get frustrated. So there are manifesting generators also burned out, exhausted. That's absolutely possible when we don't listen to our gut, when we don't follow like our strategy, which is to respond, we can get super frustrated. That's the red, 
light, okay? The green light for manifesting generators is satisfaction, true fulfillment, feeling like oh, I'm so satisfied by the task that I'm doing. It's like having your favorite piece of cake laying on the couch and just watching like a movie and you've had like a really uh, eventful, successful day, like this kind of vibe. That's our signature frequency, satisfaction. So the strategy, the overall strategy is waiting to respond want to take out the word waiting because it's more like of a divine alignment not wasting your time kind of waiting to respond what we are told by society by our environment is just do it make things happen initiate you have to know what you want and then follow through till the end ultimately <laughs> manifestors and manifesting generators often like in like do things but not necessarily until the very end so what this means is we are ultimately also here to engage with things that we love. And if something feels like we want to pivot as a manifesting generator, we want to go into another direction, we shouldn't beat ourselves up about it because we are really meant to engage with many things. And that's something like super inspiring for the rest of the world because seeing a manifesting generator doing a lot of tasks it's like, wow, it's like super mind blowing and inspiring for the rest of the world. So with responding, what is meant with that, we are here to respond to the things that happen in the now. Like you walk down uh, maybe a street and you see a billboard, bungee jumping or something, and something shifts in your gut. You feel maybe butterflies or you're like, wow, I really want to do it. That, then you respond to that billboard. You listen to a podcast. Maybe someone listens today, feels super inspired to dig deeper into human design. Then they would respond to what I said, what they heard. Maybe a friend of you tells you something. Maybe you read something. Maybe you listen to a song. So we can respond 24-7 if we are awake for 24 hours. And when we respond correctly, that's when we should follow through. And with respond correctly, I mean... Something comes into your reality and you have this kind of light switch like going up in your body and you feel like, wow, 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 I really want to do this. Like something, you feel it, like you feel it deep in your gut. It really resonates, then go for it. So of course, there's certain decision-making processes in human design. They need maybe one or two nights of sleep before deciding on something. That's why I always say, like, look into your inner authority too. But ultimately, we are here to respond to life in the now. So sometimes making plans very far away in the future is uh, not that great for manifesting generators. And I'm not talking about like work or business plans. Uh, I'm talking about like commitments, like uh, like go going to the movies, but like saying yes, like three weeks ahead. You know, very often a many gen changes their mind because when the moment comes, you're meant to use your energy in a playful manner in that now moment. So it's a little bit like the universe wants to send you opportunities, but your Google calendar is full. So make sure that your Google calendar has a little bit of like free spots. So like the universe can send you things in to respond to that truly excite you because you can ask for things to happen for so 
much and so long but if your energy is engaged with things that you just feel medium excited about or you even don't like nothing will change so the very first thing when i have clients who are a generator or a manifesting generator by the way making up 70 percent of the population i always tell them ask yourself what can i not respond to because we often do things, even small things that we don't want to, or that feel like just medium good. When it feels medium good to a gen or a generator, say no. That means no. <laughs> so then we can make up space so the calendar invites for good stuff from the universe can come through. I know I have always very funny examples, but that's the manifesting generator. So the generator has the same strategy waiting to respond. They are around 37% of the population are pure life force energy in motion, like the manifesting generator, and also have a deep desire to have a fulfilling and satisfying work purpose task. And their workforce is their gift to the world. This doesn't mean that all many gens or all generators are like workaholics, not at all. You can still like get tired. Obviously, we all need to sleep. But the generator and also the many gen, they are really here to wake up with a full like tank of gasoline, full motor, go out, engage their life force energy with things that they love, that excite them, that light them up, and then that tank will go down, be empty, go to bed when you're tired, go to bed when you are exhausted, like the good exhausted, you know, like you, your, your head hits the pillow and you're out and the next morning you wake up regenerated. You, you regenerate during the, that's even the word, the name. And then you wake up and you do it all over again. And it's very interesting to explain like what it means to be like a generator or a manifesting generator because those are only two energy types. And the other three energy types, they don't have a reliable, consistent access to their life force energy. It's more working on and off, on and off, and on and off. And that's why I love like starting with these. And now I can give you an example like manifesting generators and generators have reliable access to the sacral motor center. This doesn't mean that the other energy types are energy vampires, not at all. But for example, the manifester is supposed to work in bursts and retreat. So they can, they have like an urge doing something, then they burst out, they do their thing, then they need to rest. For a generator or manifesting generator, it might be like that they, don't need necessarily such a long rest in between. They still need to sleep, but they regenerate much quicker. So one topic for everyone who's not a generator or a manifesting generator is really feeling into your body when is enough enough, because those types usually struggle to feel like they either like uh, feel on fire the life force energy of a generator or a manifesting generator and then they feel invincible as long as they are nearby but when those types are gone and they go home to sleep they crash so one task for you as a like 
besides when you're not a generator or manifesting generator is truly be in tune with your body and often check in and ask yourself, okay, are my eyes tired from looking at the screen? Do I feel like getting a tea? Do I feel like laying down horizontal for five minutes and then continuing to, continuing to work? You can still build your empire if it's if it feels in alignment with you. You can still have a lot of companies work. Like it's not like that the other types can't build something. It's just, they should be a little bit more mindful, maybe working a little bit more smart and really tuning into their bodies and take rest whenever they feel like, okay, I have to be honest. I really need a little break and not, not never, never, never compare themselves with a manifesting generator or a generator. Because I see that a lot in my clients. I'm coming to the projector now. I often have projector clients and they say, oh, I wish I was a manifesting generator. I wish I was a generator. And I'm like, no, you're perfect as you are. Like, imagine you chose this blueprint. You chose the energy blueprint. The human design is your roadmap to your soul. You chose this before you came to this planet. And even if you don't believe in this woo-woo thing, you can just like see it from this perspective. How could you like make a mistake? Like you chose this, this was like perfectly, you're perfectly designed. And the projector, they make around 21% um, make up 21% of the population. They are in human design also often called non-energy being because this sacral, centered the sacral like life force energy motor in them is not defined it's like a white cube in your gut when you look into your chart so that's why they have no reliable source of energy available as long as they're around someone they amplify the life force energy of the 70 percent generator many gens around them but it's not sustainable so that's why they have to check in and see like Am I getting tired? Do I need a little break? Do, do I feel like I'm hungry? Maybe they totally work through their lunch break because they were so hyped by all the generators around them. <laughs> so, and they are not meant to work from nine to five and they are here to work smart and not hard. And one thing, one gift of the projector is that they see. They really are here to recognize uh, like things that can be done more efficiently they really see the value in others and in certain processes they are a little bit like the guides mentors and managers of other energy types and they give great advice but the thing is because they see and they usually have a really focused and absorbing aura they have to be invited so they have to be invited before sharing they are like constructive like things that they share. And of course, for an outsider who's not a projector, if you, you don't invite someone and they tell you something, maybe you don't even wanna hear it because you're not ready yet to implement it, you can get a little bit like irritated. And it's also draining for the projector to share something that they see with someone who doesn't get it or doesn't want to get it. So that's why this invitation is also kind of protective for you as a projector to make sure that the energy that you, are, that you spend on others is worth it.
you know, because often as a projector, I hear people say, oh my God, but I have to wait for the invitation. That's so annoying. Do I have to like be quiet all the time? And I'm like, no, if you're really not sure, you can still say, hey, I have something that I've noticed. Is it okay if I like share it with you? Are you open or did you just want to sh like, sometimes people just want to emotionally dump stuff on you. You know, they don't want to have advice. They don't want to like have a solution. They just want to vent. So asking you, asking them like as a projector is, is a way of like figuring out like if they can like add their advice and also like I, I i meet people who are projectors who are super aware of the human design and they sometimes ask me directly yana do you want to hear what i see and then i have the choice i have the power to say yes or no and that feels really good instead of being dumped by the advice <laughs> you know so and ultimately in human design actually we say or the founder of human design says that the future leaders like the leaders of the future are going to be projectors because they're really like a kind of uh, like a new way of seeing things, a new way of engaging with each other, more like in communities also, because for example, Barack Obama is a projector. George W. Bush is a manifester. There's like a significant <laughs> difference. I just love looking up uh, celebrities, human designs. <laughs> so <laughs> I love using this as an example. So just to tell you like that you have like a feeling for it. And their signature frequency is success of projectors that they are ultimately made to be successful if they listen to their strategy, to their authority. And the not self theme, the red, like, the red flag is bitterness, feeling unseen, not appreciated, and like they don't belong is something projectors can struggle with. And I had a beautiful experience right now. I'm getting emotional just talking about it. So I was doing a breathwork ceremony with a friend of mine. She's a projector and she has a very special like purpose. She reads your Akashic records. That's a little bit like a, a library of everything that has ever happened on this planet she can tap into it and she pulls out a specific message for you so it's super she's super psychic she's like a real psychic and she always felt super out of place like she doesn't belong she didn't really know about human design so she tried to help and advise without being invited and often was rejected or felt like her advice was not like appreciated. So we did uh, work together for a couple of weeks now. And in our last ceremony, she just felt so overwhelmed by like the resonance and everyone being so like thought that she was so helpful, really appreciating her, the feedback that she just had a complete breakdown and was like crying because, and at first I was like, oh my God, what is, what is going on? Like, are you okay? Like, did someone say something to you? And she said like, no, everyone, everyone just loves me so much. And I feel like I belong for the first time and they invite me to share what I see. And it was such an overwhelming feel of like acceptance, joy, like coming home for her that like I found this like wow so one conditioning of projectors could also be like no one like wants to invite like my wisdom in and also like I have to work as hard as everyone else in order to be successful because you don't as a projector you're just 
like no one is worse or better. It's like we are all different and it's it's beautiful. We want that. We don't want to have a clone of everyone. The world would be so sad. So this to the projector. And then I have another one left. Reflector, this, I call them the unicorns of the human design. They only make up 1% of the population. And actually, you know one, Victoria, because Tui, our friend Tui in Bali, she's a reflector. And they are here to be kind of like mirrors for society. They mirror back the energies around them. And for example, a happy reflector means that they are living in nourishing environment. An unhappy reflector usually signals us that there's like something off with their environment. Maybe it's draining, manipulative, and they are here to shine light on our individual collective truth. And in our utopian world, the manifester that initiates like would be like following the urge initiating uh, the manifesting generators the generators would be the builders of apple back to the example and the projectors would be the managers the guides like really seeing like how to direct the energy of the others in the best possible way and the reflector would be maybe coming in every three months to reflect back to us if we are doing well, the ongoing process, you know, like when you've ever worked in corporate, every quarter, every three months, the big boss comes in and tells you like what you can change, what you can improve. And I don't want to say like all reflectors are big bosses, but they probably like hearing that right now, but it's a little bit like their purpose. And because they're, they're really sensitive to their environment and super open, um, they are also sometimes struggling with this idea of who am I like because like they are they are like the chameleons among the energy types so they really adapt to their environment that's why it's affecting them so much so like often you depending on what friends group you're like hanging out depending on what work you do you have the tendency to identify with that group as a reflector and maybe something happens and then you're out of it and then you're like oh my god who am I now I'm not in that group anymore so those kind of thoughts can come up as a reflector and I just want all reflectors to know that they really should embrace not knowing who, who, who they will be tomorrow and that's a gift you know like really like they are super observant, they can see potential in others, and their green light is surprise, and their red light is disappointment. And with surprise, I mean, they kind of sample everything around them, like energies, like experiences. So it's always nice for them to be surprised and delighted by life. So if you feel stuck or like um, drained as a reflector, it's really great when you change environments, you don't need to move but maybe go somewhere else when you need a different neighborhood, go to a different city and visit a friend or go on a little uh, romantic single vacation because they are so sensitive. And I, I also don't want to say that, like give off the impression that they are overly sensitive because the word sensitive is a little bit programmed. They are very observant, very intuitive, let's say that, so people don't misunderstand what I'm talking about. So it's great when they can spend time by themselves and they should never feel guilty about it, you know, into a decision as 
a reflector because they don't have a strategy. They don't have an authority. These are the only types with no strategy, no authority, but they have kind of a lunar cycle when they are making big decisions. They should wait a lunar cycle, 28 days. And that sounds crazy, but just to finish off on the energy types, I told you it will take long. <laughs> Tui, for example, our friend, and I can use your, her name because I tell the story to everyone and she finds it super funny as well. She was dating her fiance a while back. And when it got serious, he was back then living in Dubai and she in Bali. When it got serious, she he had he was coming over to visit her and she had to make the big decision as a reflector. Do I want to be in a serious relationship with this person? And she didn't give herself 28 days back then. Of course, not everyone knows human design. And then he arrived within her decision-making process within those like, you know, four weeks. And she totally freaked out. She felt under pressure to make the, this decision. She totally froze. She messaged him, I can't see you right now. And she went off into a silent retreat for two weeks or something. So she came to Bali because of her from Dubai and he, she didn't want to see him. Then he left. He left back to Dubai. Then she came out of her silent retreat. Those 28 days were over. And suddenly one day she woke up and was like, I want to be with this man. This is the man of my life. I want to be together with him. So she had to call him and was like, I'm so, so sorry. I don't know what happened to me. I so freaked out. I felt so like rushed into pressured. And like, I want to be with you. Can you come back? So they are both engaged. So everything went perfectly. Beautiful story. But like, just like never get anyone to pressure you into a big decision as a reflector. You don't need to wait 28 days when you choose your food in a restaurant. But if it's a big decision, you should like take a little bit longer, mark the day, the day in your calendar, and then like reflect on it, journal on it, maybe talk to people that you trust about it and really sample like, you know, how you feel about the decision for 28 days and then make up your mind. Okay, the energy types, feel free to ask another question. <laughs> I told you it's going to be long. <laughs> no, that was amazing. I didn't either about Tui. Oh my gosh, that is actually hilarious because they're so great together and like, yeah. just, like love them. But that's so funny that that's, that he came all the way over and she went on the silent retreat. That's, that's absolutely hilarious. But <laughs> That is so cool. That is so, I love all of it. And I love how you use the red light, green light, green light. I think that makes it super clear for people like to know whether or not they're really kind of where they want to be in that energy type. Um, and so if someone's listening to this and they're like, this is super cool, but like, what is my energy type? How do we find out about that? Like, how do we know which one we are? So the best way is going to myhumandesign.com or like Jovian archive, or you just Google human design chart. And then there's like several like websites where you can calculate your, your chart, body graph, we call this in human design, but you have to know obviously your birth date, the place you're born, only when there's different time zones. Like sometimes when we are born in the US, there's a lot of time zones when we are born in germany it doesn't matter actually the place but and then the time the birth time is super important and the, the chart may change by the minute in certain aspects 
when you're born at the edge of something, of some shift. So yeah, and I know some people are not sure of their birth time. So my I was born in Soviet Russia, so they didn't write down the time correctly. And my mom was like, yeah, something between quarter to 12 and half past one. So I managed to like really filter it out. I noticed that there are no shifts in this time, no big shifts, and I entered every time and then I was able to narrow it down. But like, yeah, just as a tip, there's astrologers that can figure out your birth time when you don't know it. There's a certain technique, I can't do it, but for those who listen, who don't know their birth time, I have a lot of people reaching out to me who don't. There's like astrologers, if you Google that, that have actually abilities and no techniques to figure that out. That's really cool. Yeah, I remember like looking into getting a reading once and my mom was like, oh, I think you were born around like, 1140 or like she was and or like something that was completely wrong like I ended up emailing my hospital that I was born at and asking for the time and ended up being like a four and a half hour difference like just not even near it and I was like this would have given me a completely different like chart reading everything so it was pretty funny when yeah so you have to know your time otherwise you're going to get the complete different thing that might have nothing to do with what your actual type is um exactly what is something else you would like to share about human design maybe something we need to know something you think is important so if we go and look up our human design we find out which one we are which type we are and we're learning more about it what else should we know what else should we focus on anything so i i i know it's really easy to go down the rabbit hole with human design but i strongly advise just learning a little bit like your type your energy type your strategy and authority and then observe go out and live your life and actually integrate the information and observe and when you experience things like you will start noticing when you for example, don't respond as a generator and try to forcefully to your mind. And the mind is conditioned, right? You want to uh, like uh, launch a new online course, but you only want to do it because you saw on Instagram a new online course and you tell yourself, oh, I have to do it. So then it will feel ultimately maybe not even that you have to force yourself sitting at your desk, writing on it, creating it, instead respond to something, like something comes along your way and a friend of yours or a client of yours says, wow, Victoria, why don't you launch a program about this? And suddenly there's a rush. Yes, hell yes, I want to do it. Let's do it. And you have to experience this in real life in order to truly understand how the strategy works, right? So my advice is like, yes, like learn about your human design. If it's overwhelming to research yourself, get a reading, but then go out and integrate it and use it in a playful way. Like it's not a cult, it's here to empower you. And if we would take everything design as the only truth, it would limit us. And we also say in human design that information is mutating. We as a, as a, collective like human race we are evolving so maybe like some things that were said like by the founder like 30 years ago are not 1000 percent like true for everyone who has this particular thing in their chart and i know some old school readers might hate me for it <laughs> but like i believe that like we change as a human 
as human beings and also human design is evolving. So that's why we have like some new energy types coming up. Like the projector hasn't been around in the middle ages. It's a new energy type, also the manifesting generator. So really take everything with a pinch of salt and experience for yourself. Like, Yes, I love that. I love that. Like go out, experience it in the real world. I think that's really great advice. And so before I ask my last question, if someone's listening and they want to learn more about you, maybe get a reading, find out the different things that you offer, how can they do that? So I do the readings online very rarely. Do I cross paths with you in your house in the jungle in Mexico and do a one-on-one reading? Of course, if you're close to Tulum, feel free to reach out for a a private one-on-one reading. But I usually work online over Zoom and I often have most of my clients reach out to me through Instagram actually. And I'm sure you will add like an IG link. It's just my name, Jana Herberg. And you can book a reading through my website. That's something that I'm still doing online at the moment. Otherwise the rest of my work at the moment is actually face-to-face finally, finally, finally. Praise the Lord after such a long time. I'm doing big group sessions. Sometimes I do online workshops about human design, about like the different things, like the authorities, the profiles, the centers, there's so much to learn. But like Instagram is my main tool. I have a website, yes, but Instagram. <laughs> Amazing. I'll put that below in the show notes for sure. And my last question because the theme of my podcast is weighing in on happy. So the point is our weight doesn't make us happy, really starting to uncover who we are and finding what makes us happy for ourselves. Subjective question, what makes you happy? Okay, wow. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, so I have to say as much as I sometimes struggle with it, but change, movement. This, this movement that comes with going to a new place, trying something new and engaging with many different diverse things and even people, like it really gives me so much joy and happiness. Like imagine the first time you go to a new cafe and they have like, uh, like some new amazing coffee. Like, I don't know, I get like literal like uh, energy rush when I just think about going to a new place or like meeting new people or trying something like any form of movement. And of course also movement in the sense of moving my physical body. It makes me very happy too. But in general, like this this kind of uh, like energy rush when new beginnings, new things, moving moving somewhere new. Like I, I hope I can describe it and you understand what I mean, but like this kind of sensation really makes me happy. Like when I was about to move to Mexico, I was like, oh, so excited. A new place, new things. Some Something is moving, you know. I love that. That's so great. I've never had an answer before. So good. So <laughs> thank you so much for coming on and yeah. explaining all the different energy types um, for human design, because it's something that I think is so fascinating. I think my audience is really interested to better connect to themselves as well. So if you want to go and check out Yana on Instagram and I'll drop the links below and I'll put a link to a couple of the human design websites. You can find out what yours is as well in the show notes. And just thank you so much again for coming on. Thank you so much, Victoria. It was a pleasure. 
Hey, you guys, thank you so much for listening to this amazing episode. If you enjoyed it as much as I did, then I would please invite you to rate and review on Apple. It really does just take two seconds. If you're on the app, you can just scroll right to the bottom, leave a few stars and a little review, and it means the absolute world to me. I'd love to connect with you over on Instagram. If you haven't already added me there, that is at Victoria Evans official. Shoot me a DM. Let me know you've listened to this episode. I'd love to chat with you. And as I mentioned earlier in the episode, I would love for you to go ahead and check out the Craving Food Freedom online course. You can do that by checking out my website, www.victoriaevansofficial.com forward slash programs. You can also sign up for my bi-weekly newsletter that is called Friday Food for That, where I give you lots of different food freedom, body freedom tips and tools, what I'm listening to music-wise, recipes, journal prompts, all the awesome things. You can also go ahead below to the show notes and check that out. All right. Thank you so, so much for listening. And until next week, I hope you have a fabulous day. Bye-bye.